Hello, and welcome back to the Spring to Life podcast. I'm Caitlin. I am your host. I'm also a hormone health coach, a fertility awareness educator, and a Pilates instructor. And over the past few years, I have combined all of my passions into the Spring to Life method, which is a lifestyle approach for women intended to help you balance your hormones naturally, love your period, and live cyclically so that you can really embrace this natural internal blueprint that is just the way you are meant to exist and utilize your energy. It's about doing less and achieving more and kind of taking yourself out of that traditional grind that we've all been so accustomed to because that's male energy and we have female energy. (laughs) So welcome back to the podcast. Uh, If you are not already following the show or subscribed to my channel, make sure you do so so that you can get notified when a new episode releases. This week, I want to talk about my red flags as a hormone health coach. (laughs) We are talking about embracing the 80-20 lifestyle. I wanted to talk about this because last weekend I was making dinner on Saturday and I made uh, frozen chicken strips and fries. And we also had a salad on the side. But if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I love food. I love cooking. And I almost every night will share a snap of what I made for dinner. And it's usually a whole food based meal with substantial protein, lots of vegetables, and healthy carbohydrates, balanced plate, you might say. Uh, So when I went to take a picture on Saturday, I had this hesitancy, I was like, Oh, do I want to share this? Because this is really not in line with the type of food that I typically share. But something that I'm working on right now is a meal plan for in-season autumn foods, which hopefully I'm going to be sending out to my email list this week. I just have some finishing touches I need to put on that. But I've been spending a lot of time in the kitchen. I've been cooking a lot of really nourishing, delicious seasonal foods, and I was tired. I tackled a couple other projects in my house. I cleaned out my laundry room and my pantry, and by the time dinner rolled around, I just really didn't want to cook what was on the menu. So I pulled those frozen foods out. And I try to buy the lesser of the evils when it comes to frozen foods. Um, I've been really into these real good chicken strips, they're gluten free, the chicken actually tastes good. It's not like that, like, compressed, like weird um, chicken nugget meat. And so I, you know, I try to do my best I try to avoid seed oils when possible, but a lot of times when you're buying frozen foods, you're going to be getting some type of seed oil, like sunflower oil or something like that. But the reality is we cannot be perfect all the time. And I want to be authentic as a hormone health coach and as the, you know, creator of the spring to life method. I want you to know that I am not a hundred percent perfect and you don't have to strive for perfection either, because holding yourself to 100% perfection is just not sustainable. Perfection is literally the enemy of progress. And it can lead to self deprecating thoughts and feelings of failure. Um, I think this is something like mentally that I really had to overcome, especially coming from a background as a ballet dancer, there is such an emphasis on perfection and on the visual and like what you're seeing in the mirror. And it can lead to, like I said, 
self-deprecating thoughts, like negative self-talk. And also just kind of like this paralysis, like you don't know, you don't want to take action because you don't want to fail, even though if you don't do anything, you're not going to get any further. So I want to talk about how living 80-20 really works and how you kind of get back to your routine when you do kind of maybe fall off of the wagon a little bit. And that's going to happen. We have travel, we have celebrations, we have events, we have, you know, opportunities to come up to be social. And those things are so important as well. They're so nourishing for your whole self. Um, You know, and a lot of times we get so focused on like, the physical health, but your mental health and your community is so important as well. So what it really comes down to is having foundational habits. And when you have foundational habits in place that are that's going to help you maintain a baseline of health. I've talked about this a lot in the past on my platform. Actually, some of my most popular episodes are my hot girl hormone habit episodes. I've got two of them. There's five habits each. Um, And when you work with me in my group program, which I'm, it's not available right now, it's coming back soon. But the first month of my uh, self-paced program is all about implementing the foundational habits that are going to bring you to a baseline of hormone health. And then you can start to like weave in more intricate things that are for you specifically but there are just some foundational things that you have to have in place. Uh, when I was outlining this episode, I was thinking about, it and I was like, it's, you could say safety net, but it's more of like this safety trampoline that's going to rebound you back to where you want to be before you got off track. So, you know, say you have a weekend trip and maybe you had some drinks and you ate not so great food because you were eating out at restaurants all the time. When you have these foundational habits in place, when you get back home on Monday, you get back into your routine and your body's going to reset itself back to where you were. Uh, So it's not to say that you can't enjoy your life. So I want to start with where I'm not perfect, my hormone health coach, red flags. And I kind of talked about this at the beginning, but I eat junk food occasionally and I love French fries. Being so strict with your diet is just like, can't do it. And this is something that I really struggled with as a dancer as well as having disordered eating patterns. I never had a full on eating disorder. I know lots of women that have struggled with full on eating disorders. And it's so sad. And I just remember just feeling having just this very heavy feeling, um, seeing my peers struggling with an eating disorder. And when you're in a room with people that have eating disorders, uh, you know, five, six days a week for hours on end, it's, you can tell. And it was heavy, like feeling that energy. And then also knowing that my, I myself was also struggling with my eating patterns because there was just this wrestling in my brain of what I saw in the mirror, how I perceived other people to view me and, you know, how it was going to affect and impact me getting to where I wanted to in that career line. So I really don't think that you should strive for perfection when it comes to your eating. Should your diet be the majority whole food based foods? Yes, you want to be eating mostly fruits and vegetables 
and the cleanest types of animal proteins that you can get grass fed beef, pasture raised chicken, uh, wild caught fish, things like that. But are there going to be no instances where maybe you're eating frozen chicken strips? Perhaps. And that's okay because you can always get back to your eating. So for us um, specifically, I would say six out of seven nights a week, we are eating really healthy meals. Sometimes it's seven out of seven, but I always allow for like one night where maybe I want to be lazy. Maybe I want to order out um, and not have the responsibility of cooking and cleaning in the kitchen. And that's okay because your mental health is also important. Red flag number two, I watch TV almost every night before bed. Um, You know, screen time can be disruptive to sleep, but also like having that time to unwind and connect with your partner is also important too. Uh, Since the beginning of the relationship with my boyfriend, we have always watched a movie together. Like we've watched a lot of movies together. But, you know, he has a long day on his feet at work and likes to just relax. And that's kind of like our connection time. So it's not something that I am really strict with myself about. I don't spend a lot of time watching TV the rest of the day. I rarely ever turn it on really when I'm at home working. So I allow myself that. And I do have one line that I draw there is that the TV does not go in the bedroom. The TV is in the living room. I don't even bring my phone into the bedroom because I don't want to have the risk of laying there scrolling or waking up and reaching for it first thing. Because if it does, like this morning, my phone was on my nightstand, I reached for it and I checked my email right away. I checked my Instagram right away. And I hate doing that first thing in the morning. I like to give myself a little time of not having that screen, that bright light in my eyes first thing. So that's kind of where I draw that line. And number three, this one might be a little controversial, but I don't wear sunscreen that often. You might be looking at me and thinking, are you insane? Look how pale you are. (laughs) And maybe I am, but I, I just don't wear sunscreen that often. If I know that I'm going to be out uh, all day in the elements, then yes, I'm going to bring some mineral sunscreen with me. I'm going to make sure I have some SPF on my face and on the exposed skin. But on a daily basis, I don't really wear sunscreen. And this did not always used to be the case. And if you are familiar with Holistic with Heidi, she's got a great podcast where she interviewed, I'll have to link it in the show notes. I can't remember exactly his name, but she's got a great episode on seed oils and the correlation between consuming seed oils and the incidence of sunburn. Now, obviously, like I know how pale I am. Is it possible for me to get sunburn? Yes, absolutely. But with the reduction of seed oils in my diet, I do not get burned nearly as bad as I once did. Uh, and it, it takes a lot more time in the sun for that to happen. Now, do I still want to be careful about like getting sunspots and things like that? Yes, of course. I take care of my skin. I'm honestly a little bit obsessed with skincare, but there are so many benefits to getting that vitamin D. And it's not like I'm, I, I'm not outside. I have work to do. I'm not sitting outside all day, every day. 
So when I do get that time in the sun in the morning, I don't have sunscreen on uh, because I want to get that vitamin D. I want to get that sun exposure. And it's so great for your circadian rhythm as well. When I do wear sunscreen, it's a mineralized sunscreen that doesn't have any of the toxic BS in it. Um, So those are my three red flags as a hormone health coach. I eat junk food occasionally. I watch TV almost every night before bed, and I don't wear sunscreen that often. Now, I talked about that safety trampoline that bounces you back. There are some things that I'm a stickler about no matter what. Uh, First of all, I only have non-toxic cleaning products and no fragrances in my home. Uh, this is something that from the beginning of my healing journey, I really stopped using all the different cleaning products, uh, chlor- like bleach and Lysol and all of these scented things that honestly, I always knew they kind of like gave me a headache and my boyfriend always complained when I was cleaning, which I thought was so ridiculous because I'm cleaning and you think it smells bad, but really like these chemicals and these fragrances and these scents are really detrimental to our health. We now know that they are known endocrine disruptors, so they're affecting our hormone health. So non-toxic cleaning products only, no scented candles or anything like that. Your home should be a sanctuary, not somewhere you feel sick. So I have really cut down to bare bones when it comes to cleaning in my home. I get the doTERRA on guard cleaning concentrate and dilute that. And that is what I clean pretty much every surface in my home with from the counters to the windows and the mirrors. Um, And then I use it with baking soda to scrub sinks, showers, toilets, things like that. And then the on-guard laundry detergent is really great as well for cleaning clothes and in my carpet cleaner. So I really only have a handful of cleaning products. I use the on-guard cleaning concentrate, baking soda, vinegar, laundry detergent, and a little lemon essential oil (laughs) if the job is a little uh, extra dirty. It's really powerful for removing stains and things like that. Um, And the only fragrances I have in my home are diffusers, essential oil diffusers, and only using the highest quality of essential oils as well. And it's made such a difference. I don't get headaches from the fragrances anymore. No more, you know, toxic smoke from the candles. It's just so much better that way. Number two thing that I'm a stickler is how I start my morning. Morning routine is very important. And I'm not talking about some hour long thing where you have to journal and you have to meditate and do this and that. It's very simple. And these things, honestly, if we're trying to run out the door for like a day of hiking or I have to get to the studio to teach or something like that, all I'm doing is drinking a big glass of water, taking my supplements and making sure I'm getting a breakfast that contains protein. This is going to set me up for a day of healthy eating, of staying hydrated and feeling my best. So at bare minimum, I'm doing that before I'm out the door. If I'm traveling, I have my supplements with me. I make sure I have a breakfast available to me so that I feel good. I know that if I don't do those things in the morning, I'm going to feel like crap all day and I don't want to feel like crap. Number three, getting quality sleep. Like I said, the screens do not come into the bedroom for me. It's cool. It's dark. It's comfortable. And I'm there to sleep. And, you know, maybe do some other things, but I'm there to sleep. 
And then the last thing that I'm a stickler about is moving my body, even if it's just 10 minutes, even if it's just stretching with a kitchen counter, even if it's just taking the dogs to the park to play fetch, moving my body has to happen in some capacity every day. Today, I took a full hour Pilates class. Uh, Tomorrow, I might just walk my dogs, but I'm moving my body and making sure that it feels good and my joints are moving. So those are the things that help me to bounce back, keeping my home non-toxic, starting my day with my little mini morning routine, getting quality sleep and moving my body. So something that I just want to leave you with and I think is important is that you shouldn't hold anyone on a pedestal. There are so many influencers, so many practitioners, so many people shouting that you need to do this or that for your health. Don't hold anyone on a pedestal. We're all humans. And if you're kind of at the beginning of your journey and you're wanting to start to feel better, start small and don't look back. Don't let yourself get into that analysis paralysis. You have to take some action in order to see progress. And if, you know, maybe you try out something and it doesn't work for you, try something else. I've tried so many different things that I thought I needed to do every day. Like I mentioned, like meditation and um, journaling. And those things are great, but you don't have to do them every day. Or maybe your meditation is actually going for a walk or um, putting your legs up the wall at the end of the day. You have to individualize your experience and you have to make it something that you enjoy. Otherwise, it's not going to be something that you come back to. But I promise you that when you really commit to these practices, whatever they are for you, and you start to notice some change in your body, you're going to crave returning to that. And you're going to make it a habit, make it a routine, make it a ritual. And that is where you're really going to see progress. And progress takes time. I want you to remember that too. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. And like I said, if you're not already subscribed, or following the podcast, make sure you do so so you can get an alert every time a new episode drops. Make sure you're following me on Instagram. I'm at Spring to Life Method. If you're interested in that meal plan that I was talking about, you can head to my website and join my mailing list and you'll get notified about that. And lastly, if you could rate and review the podcast or share it with a girlfriend, that's how more women can learn about the show and learn about hormone health. I'm so grateful for all of those shares and all of the uh, warm messages I get from the audience. It always warms my heart. So thank you so much for being here and I will talk to you next week.